Welcome to the Host a Pro podcast, where we interview the world's top e-commerce experts and bring you their stories and lessons to help you grow your business. In this episode, I had the pleasure of chatting to Yoris Bryan about the alchemy of conversion rate optimization. Yoris founded the Dexter agency in 2014, where he works on scaling seven and eight figure brands. He published a book on CRO called Kill Your Conversion Killers and think we should treat CRO like our company depends on it, because sometimes it does. Anyway, here's what happened when we sat down. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 12th episode of Host of Pro, where disruptive influencers talk about e-commerce marketing. Today, we have Yoris Bryan with us. Hey, Yoris. Hey, Rakafet. How are you doing? Great. How are you? Great. Great to be here, actually. Great to have you here. <laughs> uh, today, we have an amazing topic to speak about. Uh, just before that, let me introduce Yoris. Yoris is the founder and CEO of Dexter Agency and also the author of Kill Your Conversion Killers. Uh, obviously, you can understand which topic we're going to speak about, conversion rate optimization on e-commerce websites. Uh, and specifically, we're going to dive deep into A-B testing, how to do it right, what not, not, what's the, the things that you shouldn't do, uh, and what, how can you leverage A-B testing to your business growth. So, Yoris. <laughs> a, a lot to cover. <laughs> a lot to cover, definitely so. Uh, we're used to it on the host the pros. Like, you know, getting things oh, done. Please. All right, cool. <laughs> okay. So let's start with that. I mean, I, you know, basically what you're saying and what the, your job mainly is on conversion and optimization, also email marketing, right? Yeah. You, know, you bought some uh, traffic with so much uh, money. Let me do something, you know, worthwhile with this traffic. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's right. I mean, you could... <laughs> You could look at it like we work with what you already have. So our specialty is really in uh, you have you have traffic. Uh, why not get more conversions out of that traffic? You have transactions. Why not get a higher average order value out of those conversions? Um, and then uh, you already have customers. So why not try and get them to come back and buy more from you? So you already have that in place instead of keep focusing on, on new traffic, new traffic, new traffic. No, work with what you already have. And, and there's there's um, there's definitely the potential for many uh, companies if you do this right to double the business just by working on those three levers, a conversion rate, average order value, and purchase frequency. Yeah. Uh, and typically when, when clients start working with you, what were, you know, would be the common mistakes you see on websites in terms of conversion rate? Right. I, I think like uh, there's a lot of uh, common mistakes, I'd say, but uh, the, the most common mistake is probably the mindset and expectations from clients when they start working with us. Um, and that is, um, they don't really understand or grasp the whole concept of conversion optimization because it's it's so, it's, it is quite difficult. I mean, there's uh, statistics, there's design, there's copywriting. Um, there's, I mean, there's a lot of aspects to it that you have to understand. And it's, it's a weird combination of a specialty, but still you have to have a broad, uh, background and knowledge as well. So um, I, I think that's where it starts. It's, it's very hard for for people to um, wrap their heads around it because it almost seems like hocus pocus is like, oh, let's change a tiny little thing and I see a huge impact on, on my conversion rate. How is that even possible? So there's even a lot of skepticism uh, there. And, and I think one of the most common mistakes is really not following a, a good process and just trying randomly some stuff out. And, and it's it's like basically throwing spaghetti against the wall and hoping that it sticks and and you just 
set up an A-B test, but you don't even know if uh, if that's the test that you should be setting up. Because I, I remember a case where a client, they came to us and, and um, they were running A-B tests on, on product pages. And uh, we started with doing the research, which we always do. And I just saw in Google Analytics that they had a huge drop off on one of their steps in the checkout and like an abnormal uh, uh, drop off. So it's like, okay, if we calculate how much money they could be making if the drop-off was at a normal level, because there's always some drop-off on, on, on a checkout, sure. uh, then that, that represented 2 million uh, a year. And so they were losing 2 million a year in a step in the checkout, yet they were just randomly testing on product pages. Uh, and I think that's the most common mistake, uh, apart from things that you see on a, on a website, it, it's it's really the, the thought process and, and 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 understanding how it works. That's the most uh, common mistake I see uh, when, when we work with clients. Yeah, and, and not using intuition, but using actual data of your Actually, product. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can use your intuition if you can back it up with data. Uh, so intuition can be a good starting point, but for most people, that's where it ends. They're like, oh, I feel like maybe this is a good idea. And uh, at best, they'll test it, uh, but usually they'll just go ahead and implement it. And sometimes that that'll cost them a lot of money without them even knowing it, because it's a, it seems like a tiny difference, but it, after a year, it really adds up to uh, adds up to to a big amount. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, sometimes you know, I see uh, also e-commerce owners. You know, they don't love love some kind of page on on their funnel, and they're sure this is the page that just ruins everything. But it's really a lot of the time counterintuitive, right? Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely, and, and and counterintuitive, and a lot of people tend to believe in in best practices, and I'm I'm not a fan of the word best practices when it comes to conversion optimization, because it it has those expectations uh, that it that it that it's just the best practice. I I prefer to call it like a common practice, uh, or a prototypical principle. Doesn't really mean that it is going to work for you. We've had many many A/B tests where we tested a so-called best practice, and actually it lost the client money. Um, uh, so it it I mean we're I mean e-commerce entrepreneurs are. Uh, I love e-commerce entrepreneurs. They're like really entrepreneurial. They see opportunities. They go for it. But um, like any other entrepreneur, they're impatient and 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 they want to uh, take a shortcut. And unfortunately, there's no shortcut when it comes to CRO. And and you have to uh, you have to do the research and you have to A/B test. And and that's how how you grow steadily. Uh, yet there's a lot of shortcuts. And then best practice seems like a shortcut. And then they implement something, uh, and it's actually costing them money. So it, it by being so impatient. That's uh, that's a, a danger as well, yeah. But it's yeah. in their nature. I mean, I'm an entrepreneur <laughs> myself. I'm impatient. I make them. You're amazing. Don't, don't take us wrong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's say you know I saw the funnel. I saw where the drop offs uh, are. Uh, what would be the right way to go about it in terms of A/B testing? What would be the right methodology to use? Yeah, so uh, I think there's one step in between. And so we've, we've found where uh, the problem is happening. The, the next thing you want to know is why is it happening? And what I notice a lot is that uh, people tend to rely heavily on Google Analytics for uh, answering that question as well. And Google mm -hmm. Analytics uh, can maybe give a partial explanation. Uh, let's say you have a huge drop off on a, on a step uh, in, in the funnel. Well, you could see that site speed is, is really low. It's, it's like a really slow loading page that could partially explain it or maybe you see in a, in a you apply segments and you see in a, on a certain browser version you see a problem uh, there a huge problem and so that means there's probably a bug so yes in those in instances it could be a problem but in many cases 
you're still looking at that page and and again throwing spaghetti against the wall like mm, it might be this it might be that there's a i mean you're guessing and throwing a dart blindly uh and, and hoping that you'll hit a bullseye but that's that's very unlikely to happen so you have to understand why it's happening so that's the step that i would uh place in between and um, you could do some user testing, for instance. It really depends on 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 uh, the, the specific case, but user testing usually is is a really great step in between to understand uh, that why, and and only then when you understand the why, so you you you, you identify the problem on the page or problems, you come up with a hypothesis. So so how am I going to solve that problem? Um, that's your hypothesis, and then you you. Basically, you set up that A/B test and you code that A/B test in your A/B testing tool, and you run it uh, long enough. And there's still a lot that can go wrong, yeah. and there's a lot of mistakes being made with A/B test, testing. But so from going, uh, so you, you identify where the problems are, why there are there are a problem, and you uh, def, um, de de decide basically on what kind of solutions you want to test, and and then you set up the test. That's uh, that's the right order of things. And I would I would also add to that, you know, split your factors. I mean, don't do don't run A/B testing on multiple factors at once, right? If I'm thinking, Absolutely. you know, I'm not going to change the headline, the subheadline, the images, and the CTA color at once. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm 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 really glad you you bring it up because that's a discussion we have many many times. Uh, and again. Entrepreneurs are are impatient. Uh, they want to make a lot of changes because they think a big change is going to have a big uh, impact. And yes, sometimes it it does. But what usually happens is so let's say you change a lot of elements at the same time, um, and it's inconclusive. So A and B perform the same. Then you're going to start wondering like, yeah, but maybe if we just had changed the headline, maybe that would have been better. So you have to test it again, but separately, even if it won. That all those changes at once, you'll you're gonna be like, yeah, but maybe the headline was performing better, but those pictures were performing worse, so we could have squeezed more out of it uh, if we. So a doubt will start creeping in anyway after a test where you change too too many elements at once. So it's better to isolate all elements around a common hypothesis uh, and and test a hypothesis, and I could be changing a few elements at the same time Thank because you it's so all much. under the same hypothesis but mm -hmm. uh don't change uh, too much at the same time if you if you want to if you want to test it and that's a difficult message to to give to uh to entrepreneurs who want to who want to run fast uh but it's important to keep in mind that those small changes can have sometimes a huge impact just changing two words sometimes we've seen increases like changing a call to action just a call to action on a product page We've, we've seen huge increases, sometimes of 15% more, uh, and 15% by changing two words. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's <laughs> that's too uh, bad <laughs> yeah. Usually, you got to do a lot more to uh, to increase 15% than just changing two words. So um, those, it's not because it's a small change that uh, that or just one tiny change that uh, that it's not going to make a, a big difference. But you know, sometimes you know. Things looks clear. Even you know, we spoke about you know it's counterintuitive a lot of times, and it's true. But sometimes you know th there is a huge huge drop off in a product page. We have a full you know a new version, a whole different you know concept to the page. Why not just you know pivot to another direction and and go with it? Yeah, I mean, in, in some cases that that could be uh, like if you if you're really confident from the research and you understand like oh we have so many problems here on this particular page, um, it might be an option uh, to to try a to totally different approach, um, but 
it's 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 really best if you lead by hypotheses and you have to be really confident of what you saw in in the research and the bigger you are uh the less um i i would recommend that approach because uh, too much change at once can have a really bad impact on your business as well so um i'm I, i'd be pretty careful uh, about that uh, it, it depends sometimes also if if it's like a specific landing page that you created for campaigns yes in the beginning try different approaches say like oh we created one all around urgency uh, an entire landing page around urgency uh, another one entirely around scarcity just to understand uh, like which one of those principles are um are, are triggers for for our customers and if you learn that from it you don't have to just apply that to landing page. If you know, oh, scarcity works better than urgency, well, we'll use those scarcity principles on other places as well. We'll test them there as well if they work as well. So you learn something from your uh, from your customers and, and what matters to them and what really triggers them in their behavior. Yeah, uh, so true. And you know, it kind of brings me to the next question of what do I do with A-B testing results? Because a lot of the times it's like, okay, I see a winning version, let's go with this winning version and, and move on. But yeah. can I get more insights out of it? Ab ab absolutely. And I, I, I noticed you know a lot about A-B testing because that's... <laughs> <laughs> I that's love A-B testing. <laughs> uh, it's, it's really a common mistake like, oh, yay, we found a winner up and we go to the next A-B testing ID uh, that we have on, on our list. No, if you find a winner, that's great because usually you'll find a follow-up winner uh, somehow. Because first of all, if you've changed an element and you know that this actually worked, Ask yourself the question like, oh, okay, is this the best possible version? Maybe there's even based on the same hypothesis, maybe we can test something uh, else, but on around the same hypothesis, maybe there's even a better performing version. So that's one thing. And the second thing is like that example I just gave, like how can we apply the same insight on other steps of the customer journey? Uh, where can we actually use this? And it's not just about your site. If you know that like urgency works uh, best on a landing page, think of, oh, maybe in my email campaigns, I'm not really using a lot of urgency principles. So maybe I should add that in there as well. So it just think of, of your marketing in general as well, because you learn what works for your customer and, and really influences their behavior. So you might as well think of uh, using that in, in other areas as well. Yeah, and there are so many valuable insights there, right? I mean, we we ran a few A-B testing on you know different parts of the funnel, and it took me around, I think, a little bit less than two months to realize like what my audience really loves seeing and hearing. Yeah. Uh, just to give you a few examples, uh, yes, you, I'm talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they love seeing faces of our experts along with, you know, graphs showing results and, you know, how they obviously yeah. improve uh, throughout the time. And they like clarity in terms of the process. What am I go actually going to get? Not like big words like grow your business. Mm -hmm. uh, and the fact that we're using a lot of technology. Uh, the yeah. AI powered algorithm and stuff like that really worked and, you know, made sense in the process. Yeah, absolutely. And you can use that in, in your campaigns as well. It's not just on your website. If, if you know yeah. that AI powered, that's important. Then just use it in all in all your creative. <laughs> so it's uh, no, it's, yeah. it's so powerful. Don't don't just stop on, on at one ID. And uh, I think an, another point, and maybe um, it's, it's somewhat related to it. It's uh, what I think is there's a lot of focus on on finding winners. Uh, but I think there's sometimes not enough focus on uh, the importance of A-B testing to prevent you from making big mistakes. Um, and because th there's, for, for instance, we had a, a client and, and, and we we started working with them. They had 
com been comparing us with our agencies and and the first call we they chose us and in, in the first call we have uh clients says like yeah we, we don't have that kind of benefits part that you see on all e-commerce like free shipping as of uh, 50 dollars and handmade in usa that kind of stuff that you typically see on on most e-commerce uh, sites it's a best practice and um uh the other one of the other agencies that we spoke with they were like yeah oh, just impl implement it it's the best practice just go for it we're like nah let's test it and uh because i just want to make sure that what we're doing is is actually making money and we tested it and it, the result was uh very surprising because they had a 99 percent probability of losing a million dollars a year and that's a best practice wow. and i think it's equally important to to, I mean, A-B testing is not just about winners, but it's about uh, preventing you from making mistakes that are very, very costly to your business. And um, you could argue like, yeah, but a million dollars, they would have seen that. Well, that's a million dollars over a year. They were doing around the time, uh, around 10, 11 million. So basically that means their conversion rate would have gone maybe from 1% to 0.9. Now, if, you, if that happens, you kind of discard it and think like, hmm, I see that happening in analytics. Hmm, maybe it's the weather changed or there's a campaign that has influenced that, or I don't know. There's, you'll look at external factors because you implemented something that you were sure that that's making you more money or at least not costing you money because it's a best practice after all. Um, and it costs, it, it would go under the radar. I'm pretty sure that it would go under the radar. Uh, and, and so that's a lot of money that you're losing there. So it's super important to A-B test to, to, for that reason as well. Yeah, that's amazing. Actually, that's an amazing story. I think you know everyone should really, you know, learn from that and not just implement things, uh, especially if when we're talking about big budgets that going into marketing and you know yeah. scaling uh, businesses already. Yep, absolutely. What would be your best tip uh, to an e-commerce business who's already scaling, already you know spending those uh, tens of thousands of dollars on media? uh each month what would be your you know best tip to give them in terms of you know this is how you should do conversion optimization yeah i think it's it's following a process and not going about it randomly because if you do it randomly like putting up a few tests and you'll give up pretty soon your results will not be optimal you'll run out of ids and uh really start with doing the research and follow the steps uh that I'll, I'll, I'll i mean explain everything in my book if you could you can take my book and just implement it yourself uh, step by step um and i i think that's that's the most important thing because yes it'll take you some time up front to uh to do the research for instance that that takes a uh, that takes a while um but you'll make up for that because you'll find a lot more winners uh as soon as you start a beta thing i believe it was uh, visual website optimizer who did a study once and what they found was that um companies who ran uh, a beta test programs just based out of just random ids they found that one out of every seven tests produced um a significant result so they set up seven tests six out of seven no difference between a and b and the seventh test is a significant result could even be a significant loser just a significant result with significant difference between a and b now if you do this the right way what you'll find typically um is that you'll have one a winner out of every three that three tests so um. yes you spend a bit of time up front maybe a month or so doing the research, but second month when you start testing, you already make up for that. So it's uh, it's really important to follow the process and, and, and take your time to do the research. Yeah, worth the investment of time and money. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Yoris, it was an amazing interview. Thank you so much. Thank, uh, thank you. <laughs> great being here, great talking to you. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Uh, and uh, looking forward to our next time.
All right. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Hoster Pro podcast. If you have any questions for our speakers or would like to learn more about Maple and our network of experts, please visit our website at maple.com, M-A-Y-P-L-E.com. Feel free to subscribe to this podcast and share this episode with your community. See you next time. Bye.